Everyone knows it's Spain. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> it's never too late. It's never too late for Bane. Why would you shoot a man <laughs> before throwing him out of a plane? Ah, uh, yes. I lo- yeah, you know what? I, th- I think we should. Uh, I wish you do an episode entirely <laughs> to turn on Bane and everyone doing Everybody. Bane voices. <laughs> I thought you were going to say we need to do uh, one that's all musical. <laughs> no, we already do have that half the time. Singing Bane. My little buttercup has the sweetest smile. That would be that would be exhausting <laughs> and difficult. We should totally do it. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. <laughs> so now, now at this point you're doing a Bane spoken word album. <laughs> It'd be perfect. Still, it's still good. All right. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to Enter the Critic, a podcast where each week we talk about movies, both new and on Netflix. And Bane, apparently. <laughs> and Bane. And Bane. Uh, this week's movie is Short Term 12, uh, suggested by uh, Tim Hall. Tim Hall? And um, supported in that decision by Michael Carson. Yep, yep. He, he said it's a phenomenal film. Uh, so we we are going to review that, uh, but before uh, <clears throat> I like how we're giving our our reviews like credits now. <laughs> and well, su- it was it was su- supporting producer of the recommendation <laughs> goes to Michael Carstetter. Uh, <laughs> my name is Chris Klump. Uh, with me as always, uh, I was drinking water. Yep, drinking Matt Schaefer. Matt Schaefer. All right, gotta man. get that water going. It's tasty. Can't man. record with and that. And no it. one else. Nobody else. <laughs> And no one else. Well, Parker, if you had your way, you wouldn't be on this podcast. We we beg you to stay on it. If I, no, if I had my way, no one would be on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I would still record and edit and per- post Dead Silence every week. I still hey, th- everybody. Brand new episode of Enter the Critic. <laughs> Which Eric and I have been watching all these movies um, for, for Eric... Terribio, friend of the show, Eric Terribio's birthday, a birthday, Christmas. We, um, my Christmas present to him was that we would each pick out a list of movies that we really like a lot, and then we would, you know, compare the lists and and throw out all the ones that were the same or all the ones that either of us had seen, and so all the ones that Eric put on his list that I haven't seen, and all the ones that I put on my list that he hasn't seen, we built a list out of, and we're going through and watching all these movies with each other, and. Um, Last night we watched Pootie Tang. Nice, that's which is a solid, an amazing film. film. Solid. I film. was dying. That movie is hilarious. But uh, yeah, I just was thinking of that <laughs> just now when you're talking about that because that that whole um, um, what was it when, when, with, when he when his song is just like dead silence and everybody's like. This is the best song ever. Yep. He just records like dead air. And he's just doing this in the booth like, nah, and he's just like making all these motions. Uh, uh, pretty tough. So oh, it's so good. I also I also love that the guy's like, the one friend's like, yeah, and it's hot out too. <laughs> I just said that. Oh, man, it's so hot out. 
Yeah, and it's real hot too. <laughs> that movie's great. Uh, um, I, I I also really enjoy the fact that uh, when Parker initially agreed to be on this, uh, I'm pretty sure he thought that it would all peter out by week two. <laughs> Here we are, week fifty-seven. No, I would give you like you know a week like ten. Yeah, you I, didn't think you'd be still doing this a year later. No, so. I I think it was after episode twenty when I realized I'm never getting out of this. <laughs> I'm going to have to watch at least a movie a week for the rest of my life. Oh, no. Eventually, I'll lose, I hope, and just give up. And you guys will be like, great, wonderful. We've been waiting. When's it going to happen, Chris? We've been trying. You keep dangling that carrot in front of us. (laughs) I I keep trying to break you, and it never works. Sorry, sorry. I spent every episode making fun of you, making fun of your opinions, singing songs, annoying the crap out of you, doing voices. There has to be a voice that will make him right, stop. Exactly. That's what I think. It. That's what I keep thinking. No, nope, no. Nope. You know how much I've tried? Well, you know, <laughs> my parents said I always gave up as a child. This is the one thing that I put in my foot. And I was like, no. Is it this voice? <laughs> is this the voice is that will break the clump? <laughs> I know if I do my big daddy I voice. I know it'll break you soon. <laughs> if I do my big daddy voice. Like Ooh, big daddy. <laughs> Little girl, little girl, little girl. Oh, God. <laughs> you girl, little girl. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Big Daddy's home. Wow. Tell well. us a story, Big Daddy. <laughs> I think you guys found... <clears throat> I think you found the one. I think you found the one. <laughs> Good. Yay. Finally. So, well, before we get into the short-term 12, let's get into some trailers. Trailer time. Trailers. I just saw a whole bunch of trailers. First trailer we watched, The Salvation. Uh, so, the- should we even do that synopsis? It pretty much gives up yeah. something that's not necessarily I'll, explained I'll, in the trailer. I'll cut. I'll cut a good okay. chunk of that. Okay. Out, so. I could just, yeah, I don't know. A Danish Western. A Danish yeah. Western. A Danish Western. So just when you do two, two great tastes that really will make you feel like killing yourself by the yes, end of the film. Seriously. A modern Western and a Danish all, film. All the niceties <laughs> and wonderful, joyous tropes of Westerns <laughs> intermingled with the traditionally uplifting and joyously exuberant culture of the of the Danish people. Yep. Great. As as, as 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 you stated when we first started watching the trailer, like, well, it's gonna get dark. Boom, rape scene. In the trailer, yep. no less. In the like, trailer. With the with with the the child presence. Yeah. And you're like, well, looks okay. like this movie's starting early. So uh. this movie stars uh Eva Green, Mad uh Mads Mickelson. Uh, Jonathan. He's been in like every spy movie ever. Yes, he was in <laughs> Casino Royale. Um, he was also in uh, The Hunt that I did a uh, shotgun review of a few weeks ago. Uh, Jonathan Price, isn't it? Uh, which we all know and love. Who, who we all know and love from uh, Brazil. Um, he's been in various other things, but I m- love him in Brazil. Uh, trying to think who else is in this. Worth mentioning. Uh, what, what's his name? The guy from Supernatural. That you yeah, I'm trying to find his name. <laughs> Oh, uh, is he the guy that I said was like yeah, Biff, like Biff Tannen? Yes. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yes. Yeah, the yes. villain in this reminds me, I mean, and part of it's just that it's in a Western setting, but definitely reminds me of Biff Tannen. Yes, it does. Yes, he does. Um, 
So this this film, the the trailer, I instantly just got excited for again because I love westerns, um, and the idea of a Danish western is just really exciting for me. I don't know why. Like it just it just I've never seen anything like that. You don't see. Like you don't like back in the seventies, you saw a lot of foreign westerns, specifically spaghetti westerns, right? Which were done by Italians, um, and they produced some of the greatest westerns of all time. So I, I just am curious to see a modern western done uh, by a non-American mm-hmm. uh, production company. And it's good. It's like it's like um, also interesting because it's like an actual thing that happened, like. There was an influx of Danish people yes. after the war, and so this is this is that idea. I I always love when when um in I don't know if it's in the pe- in the past as much, but like in modern movies when they kind of take a genre that you know and then infuse it with actual somewhat historical realism. Right, right. So like you have like oh right like. Like I mean, like when you when I, when you watch like Django Unchained, and you're like, oh right, there was like a whole lot of slavery in westerns, which like kind of gets glossed over. In oh, a lot absolutely, of gets glossed it's over. Like, ah, uh, no, it's just people shooting each other. There's not a lot of what, like the 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 only touching on slavery they do is usually like some like Chinese immigrants that are like well, working for the yeah. railroad. And but like, there's be, not that much. To be much. fair, on the western frontier, it's not like there were plantations. I mean, there, there were, were plantations, slaves. but there were slaves. There were though. slaves. And they're though. like they're slaves. never shown like right. in any of those things. So I, I like that that when you take a thing and then you, you were like, hey, this is kind of what it was more. Yeah, like. exactly. Oh, right. um, I, I uh, in, in the same vein of that, I also enjoy when westerns do a thing where like they weren't all Americans. Right. Some of them were immigrants. A lot had, of them were. Most no of them thing. were immigrants. <laughs> it was like only barely a thing. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, specifically, a, a a lesser like one of the lesser sung uh, westerns of the I think late seventies was uh, a film called Will Penny, which was a Charlton Heston western. Oddly enough, like he didn't do very many westerns at all, hmm. um, but a lot of the characters were. Uh, European immigrants, yeah, hmm. and it just really added like a really like unique flavor to the film, and so I feel like that's going to do this with this film having that you know that mm-hmm. Danish uh, aspect to it, and again, it's just going to make it real dark and depressing. And sad. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I, I I would bet a lot of money that this will not have a very happy ending. Oh hell no! Are you kidding me? <laughs> there ain't no way this is going to have what, a happy ending. What's the currency? I would give a lot of euros. Yep. Uh, that this will not end well. Nope. So this film has a uh, release date for Denmark, uh, which is actually this month, uh, May 22nd. It's coming out in uh, Denmark. So hopefully it does well enough that we might get a uh, like limited release in, in America. I, I think that's the best oh, thing we can hope well, for. Well, I mean, it has a lot of English in it, so you would think... It would be released in America because it's not like a hard transition. This is for true. This is true. I mean, it seemed like the Danish characters, you know, were speaking Danish, and the and the American characters were, were speaking, speaking English. English yeah. So it wouldn't be that hard of a sell. Uh, yeah, yeah. So maybe I mean, Eva Green is still kind of. I'm trying to think. Of the last thing I saw Eva Green in, but like, I don't know. She's somewhat in the public consciousness. Yeah, yeah. Um. So. Who knows? Maybe I mean, I'd be thrilled if this got a wide release in America. We we've talked before about you know our opinions of of the Danes and you know their horribly depressing. Oh, way they of, love their depressing films of treating film. 
have have you ever seen one of my favorite onion videos which is uh Danish tourism as directed by Lars von Trier. Oh god, no. I got to see this. this it is awesome. one of my favorite and they're good. Like there's a lot of really funny onion videos, right. but this is like one of my favorites. That's awesome. That sounds amazing. It's <laughs> it's so good. I'll have to check that uh, out. That's so yeah, like I said, it comes out uh May 22nd uh in Denmark. I don't know when it's coming out in America. So if you're in Denmark, uh if you're a listener from Denmark, let us know. I'd like to know if we have a listener in Denmark. So. All right, moving on. The next trailer we watched. I'm going to pull it up here. Uh, next trailer we watched, What We Do in the Shadows. Follow the lives of Viago, Deacon, and Vladislav, three flatmates who are just trying to get by and overcome life's obstacles, like being immortal vampires who must feast on human blood. Uh, this film... This is, this is a mockumentary. Yes, this is this, this is a is mockumentary. This is like Spinal Tap, but starring Jermaine from Flight of the Concord. It's not a real documentary. I was really disappointed when I found that out because I really <laughs> you wanted. Were hoping for doc- I really vampires. wanted vampires to be real. Yeah, <laughs> this is like a this is like Spinal Tap with vampires, and it's got some amazing com- comedy actors. Yes, if you've seen Flight of the Concord, the TV you're gonna show. yeah the TV you will show. Love this. You're gonna recognize a lot of actors in this. Um. This looks hilarious, like yeah, absolutely oh, yeah, flat out hilarious. Um, just the idea of these these uh, the the three yeah, main like, vampires are like old <laughs> old school like Anne Rice style vampires, yeah. but then they get like some new guy who's right. like a modern guy who just turned into a vampire. So like he doesn't know all the vampire rules, but he knows how modern society works. And these guys are lost in modern yeah. society. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's great. I mean, it looks like it, like they. They they're bringing out all the actual like vampire info. You know you have to be invited. Yeah, in. so they're trying so to they go to a club. Right, they can't get in. The 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 security guards like just go in. And they're like, could you invite us in? They're like, just go in. <laughs> um, and then, like he can't like, be seen in a mirror. Yeah. So he's like, ooh, it's a ghost car. Yeah, he's like. And of course, when they like fight with each other, they're like floating all over on the ceiling. Like, oh, the the best in the very beginning when he's like vacuuming the ceiling because yeah. he's floating up there. It's great. And then they run into werewolves. Oh yeah, Murray from yeah. Flight of the Concord, the is guy a werewolf. Murray. He's the greatest actor. Oh, ever. Come on, guys! <laughs> it's werewolves, not swearwolves. <laughs> he's like one of my favorite characters. He's so funny. He's so endearing. Yes, very much so. So. Yeah, so that date. looks great. Like that looks excellent. Uh, I mean, I, I love, I love any mockumentary. To be honest, I mean, I don't know that I've. I'm sure they're out there. I just haven't been, been uh, subjected to them. But I've never really seen a bad mockumentary. There aren't many. Uh, but you know, like, even I feel like the worst attempts at it. You're like, well, this is still fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm looking forward to this. This. Uh, oh boy, we're. we're Betting a thousand years as far as the trailers are concerned. I have a New Zealand <laughs> release date and don't have an American release date. It'll be hold here on, hold on, hold on. I mean, it, it was just on for the website first showing, so they'll have said it. Um, okay, yeah. See. It comes out June 12th in, in New Zealand. New Zealand. Oh, well, because it's, um, it's for the. Um, it was in the 2014 Sundance film. Festival, oh, okay. So, like, I guess. It, it it has it probably will be shopped for a right. It hasn't got, it hasn't found a uh, a uh, release, distributor, yeah, distributor yet. 
So yeah. I'm sure, but I'm sure somebody will pick it up. Oh, absolutely! This this looks this looks just brilliant. Even, I mean, even if it is like HBO or something, like somebody will pick it up, like and just to air it. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. So look forward to that. All right, moving on. Our shotgun review. This is my boomstick. This week's boomstick. 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 This this week's uh, shotgun review is Sushi Girls, uh, and it was requested by Alex Bannon, um, oh. friend of the show, my new neighbor. Uh, well, sort of neighbor. He's like a block <laughs> down the street. So, but you're on the. You know, the north side. Yeah, I know, I know. The poor side. Well, you know how I feel about any of these peasants living in the lowlands. Yeah, you you living up on the freaking mountain. I'm surprised every time I see that you're you're still not penniless. No, you're like Appalachia Highlands. You're like just living out there. Like, ah, oh, no, we need to get a new thing for the lawnmower. Let's <laughs> let's build something out of this wood and then trade it to my friend for that some moonshine true. and then take the moonshine over. I'd imagine, dude. Matt, in your house, if you hear gunshots, like, if I hear gunshots, I'm going to call the cops. If you hear gunshots, it's probably like, it's a normal day. Oh, old Ted's <laughs> shooting in the woods again. <laughs> Looking for something. So. No, up where we live, it's a mixture of what you just described, but then there's, like, mansions. Yeah, like, yeah, that's up true. In. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> So, all right, do you want to read the read the synopsis? Y- yes. Fish has spent six years in jail, six years alone, six years keeping his mouth shut about the robbery and the other men involved. The night he's released, the four men he protected with silence celebrate his ve- freedom with a congratulatory dinner. The meal is a lavish array of sushi served off of the naked body of a beautiful young woman. The sushi girl seems catatonic. Trained to ignore everything in the room, even if things become dangerous. Sure enough, the four unwieldy Sure thieves, enough, they do. They do. Sure enough. There's a movie, and it turns dangerous. Sure enough. The four unwieldy thieves can't help but open old wounds in an attempt to find their missing loot. Open old wounds and open new wounds as well. <laughs> a lot this, of them. Uh-huh. <laughs> this movie stars Tony Todd. Uh, of Star Trek fame, guys. He was using Star yep. Trek. Uh, Noah Hathaway. No one from, else, really. No, no, no. There's plenty of other people. No. Noah Hathaway from uh, uh, Neverending Story. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but no, no, but no, no real nobody big, else. Nobody else. Yeah, nobody um, real big. Uh, Courtney Palm yeah. plays the sushi. I don't know. Danny Trejo. I guess oh, that's right. the biggest. Yeah, oh, like... and Mark fucking Hamill. Oh yeah, Mark Hamilton. <laughs> Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill playing in... like the Joker, but like live action. Yeah, a like... live action. <laughs> his version of the Joker from the Batman the Animated Series, yeah. but live action <laughs> and way more homoerotic, <laughs> but like really fucking creepy. So okay, yeah, very creepy. Um, I saw. I forget what movie I was watching. Uh, it was it was yeah, a magnet was releasing uh, film. Oh man, what was it? Because we, I mean, we all saw it because it was one that somebody bought. Yeah, uh, oh, maybe man. it was. It was a hobo with a shotgun. It might have been. Yeah, it might have been hobo with a shotgun. Hobo with a shotgun. Right before it was that, like, yeah, there was like three trailers that all looked good. Mm-hmm. This was one of them. And and this the, the trailer. Watch this trailer. Yeah, it is a phenomenal trailer. Yeah, then um, don't watch them. And then don't watch the movie. <laughs> The movie is a huge letdown. It's yeah. not a, a, a terrible no, film. I think if I hadn't seen the trailer, I probably wouldn't have hated the movie right, as much. Exa- I didn't exactly. hate it, but I mean, I probably wouldn't have disliked it as much. Um, 
I remember you came over to my house and we were super excited to watch this movie and we're, yeah. we're, we're about 45 minutes into it. And I'm like, where's the trailer? Yeah, what's happening? What's happening here? This is not the movie I was promised. Yeah. Uh, um, all the actors do a good job. Right. It, it, it's almost like the screenwriter didn't know what he was doing because there, there's a twist at the end of the movie that is really uncalled for. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, why would you put that there? Yep. I wanted a crazy heist film, and this is what I got. <laughs> Can I just say, it's going to be super weird that like Mark Hamill is going to go from this film role to being Luke Skywalker yeah. again. <laughs> yeah. Just oh, looking yeah. at the pictures. Yeah. He is super creepy in this movie, too. It's yeah. incredible how creepy he is. Um he, he he does crazy well with Mark Hamill. He really does. Um, and, of course, Tony Todd is just intimidating and terrifying to it watch. Is, I don't want to harp on him too much, but it is funny that, like, out of all the cast of the original Star Wars, if you would pick one of them and be like, this guy's going to go on to make a name for himself as a character actor. Right. You would not pick the guy no. who played Luke. No. 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 Be like, and yes, like, and that's exactly what he guy. <laughs> And now he's like everything but like a normal straight. You know, you almost have actor. to to break out. I mean, well, I think that's what happened. I mean, I think he realized like this isn't going to go anywhere. I yeah. got to yeah. do something. Exactly. And like, then uh, he's like, oh, voice work. Yep. Like he was too. I mean, he is. He's too recognizable to ever be cast in anything. Right. So like, he just I has mean, to bring the crazy every time. Like, but but too recognizable in a bad way. Like Han Solo. Like he's recognizable in a good way. <laughs> Because right. you're like, oh, I want him in any action movie. Yeah, precisely. And then he slowly parlayed it into, like, you know, better action, you know, roles that, more serious roles. Yeah. But, like, Mark Hamill's like, oh, that boring guy from A New Hope and the Star Wars movies. Yeah, oh, right. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, that's cool. He's in it. So, <laughs> now, this movie, either either don't watch the trailer and you'll get, like, a, a pretty okay heist film. Or watch the trailer and you're going to get an amazing trailer. <laughs> Like the trailer is really fun, like a really entertaining trailer. Yeah. Movie? Eh, not so much. So, um, if I had to give it a rating, I would give it uh, one out of two chopsticks shoved through the kneecap Ooh. of a man duct taped to a chair. Yeah, that happens in that movie. There's a lot of torture violence. In yeah, this, so that was another not, thing if that you're I was not. Okay not with that. I was. That was one thing where I was like, I, I, I kind of had a feeling this was going to be in this, but I didn't think it would be quite this much torture. Yeah, I was expecting more heist, less yeah sawing or uh, just less just torture and rib breaking. <laughs> Ugh. So, all right, well let's uh, let's move on here to our to our feature presentation. We saw short term twelve. A 20-something supervising staff member of a residential treatment facility navigates the troubled waters of that world alongside her co-worker and longtime boyfriend. Oh, I'm just looking if anybody here is right. Ah, Brie Larson. Yeah, Brie Larson. John Gallagher, Jr., if you watch um, The Newsroom, which is the new HBO show with Jeff Daniels, he's an amazing oh, okay. guy in that. Um, yeah, I don't really know... I'm trying to think what else I've seen. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, I've seen Brie Larson. You'll probably recognize her when, yeah. when you see yeah, her. I mean, she's not a IMDb huge big name now. actress, but I really like her. All right. If you also, if you watch The Pacific, the one guy, um, Rami Malek, was in The Pacific. That ah, okay. band, you know, I thought I really recognized sequel. him from something, but it wasn't that. Oh, he was also the Pharaoh in all the Night at the Museum movies. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's funny. Nice. <laughs> 
So, what did you guys think? And he's also in Twilight. Break. Well, it took me about a minute into the film to realize, like, oh, I now know absolutely why Tim Hall, of all people, (laughs) definitely loves this movie and wanted us to watch this. Uh, For those of you who don't know, Tim Hall is currently getting his uh, master's master's in... No, he has it. Oh, yeah, he does have it now, yeah. In uh, psychology. Ah, okay. Uh, Particularly geared towards educational Ah. educational psychology. psychology, So, you know... Obviously, this movie, you know, you heard in the synopsis, this is all about troubled kids. Right, right. Um, uh, going into it, I didn't watch trailer or anything. I just started watching the movie. I had no idea what it was about. Um, and right away, I realized I know, like, personally know at least four people who work in this very same field that really, they right? are. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, you probably know some of them. Like yeah, Jared Newswanger. Jared Newswanger and Amy Newswanger. Oh, right. I, they I don't, don't do it anymore. They yeah, used to. I don't think currently. He, he might he might have gone back to it for a bit. I think he's still in between things. I thought things. Jared, well, the last time I heard yeah. what he did, I thought he was working with adults. Um, he was. And he then was. He was working with kids again. Then he was okay. working. Yeah. He's, 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 he's done it a couple over. of times. But, yeah, okay. he's, he has definitely done this job. But yeah, he Amy. has told me some some horror stories of, like, yeah. yeah, there I am. I'm putting this kid in an arm bar yeah, <laughs> trying not seriously. to hurt him. Seriously. Um, and then uh, 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 an, another couple that I know that I don't think you guys have ever met. Um, you haven't met them. Uh, Jamie and Mike Crimmins still currently do this job. And I've heard some horror stories from them. Of like, yep, we're sitting in the quiet room. This kid is spitting on me, and I just have to smile and take it. So, uh, instantly, the second I started watching this movie, I'm like, oh, this will be an interesting look into their world. Yeah. <laughs> Professionally. <laughs> yeah. Um, I found this movie just charming. I, I really, I really I like... Charming. Charm- well, no, okay, not charming. Char- is not the right word, but like... Because it's um, pretty heavy. It is very, very is, heavy. Uh, but, yeah. it, but it's not... But it never made me feel awful. Do you no, know what I mean? Like it, no. it, it, it has enough. It has enough. Fu- like like there are there are parts that are genuinely funny. Yeah. To kind of yeah. like take the edge off of the terror. Like the terrible parts are still terrible, and make you feel like oh, it's really just dark. But it doesn't make you feel. I guess like it doesn't make me feel hopeless. No, there's definitely there's definitely hope. Yeah, there's the definitely the, this, so. the movie definitely has a message of hope. Yeah. Um, right. Right. Which is like, which is I mean what you want. In a movie that's about this, is like you want it to be like things the will get is, better. Is working to to an ex- like this is it's going yeah. like things are happening. Yeah, like you don't have to worry. Or at the very least, there's like good people in right. Exactly. Right. Like right. People people are trying. People are working. The people very who hard. work in these uh, yeah. work in these uh, they centers. Care a lot. They 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 do it for a reason, and yep. it's not a paycheck. Um, yeah. They, yeah. they make they that care. abundantly clear. Uh, you know, the the two main characters. Uh, Grace and Mason, played by Brie Larson and John Gallagher Jr. They they are are uh, pretty much expanded upon in the movie in such a way that you get a very clear picture of <clears throat> why they're in this field. Yes, yeah. and uh, it also becomes with particularly Brie Larson's character. It also becomes abundantly clear that, like in many ways, they're just as messed up. as oh, the absolutely, kids they're yeah. trying to help. Um, again, if if if. Like most net, like all our Netflix films, and we're going to get into spoilers here. So if you haven't seen it, you should. Um, but yeah, especially when it gets into like it starts dealing out information about her father and like the yep. abuse that she uh, endured, um, and then like she really becomes friends with the 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 young uh, the girl. I can't remember her name now. 
Jessica. Jessica? I think it's no, Jayden? not Jessica. Jaden. That's right. the one. Jaden, yeah. not Jessica. Jaden. The one who like cuts herself. Yes. Herself yeah. Right and like, there, and uh, like, there, there's a really like heavy scene where they're sitting in the, the the quiet room after she has a breakdown, and they're comparing scars. Yeah. yeah. And like Ooh, you see, you see Brie Larson's just her leg is just heavy. shredded up. Yeah. Um, but then like uh, a perfect example of that. So like there's a heavy scene of like man, it's really heavy. But then the next scene is kind of funny because they're like looking at this inflatable clown and she's like that they that have clown. in the For, yeah like a punching the bag. whatever room <laughs> the quiet room yeah. yeah the cool down room or cool down room yeah. yeah and they're like man I hate that let's just and then he's like the next scene shows them just just beating the crap out of this yeah. thing so like <laughs> yeah there, I mean like, like there is those moments like where it, it kind of you know makes it see makes you realize like that it, you know when it when it's working you know some of these kids are, are getting like a, a normal-ish life as possible in their current situation. Right. Like, they're, they're being, you know, like, that the people involved in these treatment facilities are, like, giving these kids, well, kids or teenagers, whatever, like, the ability to, like, be like, the world's not all awful. Right, right. Because, like, I mean, there's there's no worse time, like, in your life than when you're a teenager because you feel like everything matters to the billionth so degree. Much. Yeah. And like and like to have something awful by anyone's standards, adult or child, when having something awful happen to you through like abuse or like neglect or something at that age is like, I you know, like, I mean, it's it's um, it's a one, you know, it's a wonder that that not every teen is committing suicide. I mean, yeah, exactly. teen suicide yeah. rates are high, but they're not like I just feel like there's enough amazing people working in this industry right trying to help <laughs> um yeah. one, one of the characters that i do really like because you get like he's kind of the uh character for uh, like the the audience to really latch on to is this one character named nate and his first day is like the first scene that we mm-hmm. see and i just i love the fact that every time something horrible happens to it like a kid and the the other the other counselors are like are you okay? Like you're talking to the kid, and, he, and Nate's the one who's like, "No, like, we're not talking <laughs> yeah. to you. Yeah, we're not talking. To you. <laughs> you're a volunteer. We're not talking to you." Also, one of his one of his is like introduction to the kids. Like he says, he makes the mistake of seeing, of like giving his introduction and being like, "Well, I went to this and this school, and you know, I decided that I really wanted to work with." Uh, underprivileged under youth. Pr- underprivileged youth, and, and they right all away like, the one character quick. Uh, Marcus is just like, what the fuck you mean, underprivileged <laughs> youth? Yeah, yeah. He gets he's like, really oh, I, I didn't mean it that way. And he's like, you coming in here and talking to us like that? Treating us like shit? Yeah. And it, like, it just escalates so quickly. Yeah, it's it, like, it, I it, really should have not said that. Yeah, it, yeah. it goes from, like, uncomfortable to super uncomfortable in a in an instant. Yeah. Um, and that character who, who makes the fuss in that scene is... Probably my favorite character in the movie, Who, Marcus. Marcus, uh, Marcus. Yeah. Marcus is great. great. Yeah, yeah, that character is amazing. Uh, yeah, it's just this. He's probably the oldest kid there. He's well, almost, he's, he's, he's turning, turning 18. eighteen. Yeah, he's like the, the the next week or whatever is his birthday. Yeah. They're planning for his birthday. And and at first glance, he he just seems like a typical like. You know, kid who doesn't have a father, probably involved with gangs and drugs and what right, have right. you. But you find out that, you know, there's a lot more than meets yeah. the eye to him. And that's what Brie Larson's character sees yeah. and tries to instill in him because he's very creative. Mm-hmm. Uh, he actually is very, like, emotional. Mm-hmm. At one point, he sits with 
uh, John Gallagher Jr.'s character and Mason. Ma- he, uh, he sits with Mason and starts like doing like a rap song. Yeah. yeah. And I thought right right when he started, I was like, this is gonna be dumb. And I was like tearing up by the yeah. end of the song because yeah. it was just really yeah. emotionally raw. For, just like holy shit. For for me, the scene that started getting me like pretty emotional, like the whole time he keeps going on and on about how he needs to shave his head, and he doesn't yeah. say why. Yeah, and it's really confusing. Yeah. And you're like, well, why is he doing this? And then like they get to the part where they do shave his head, and he won't look at himself in the mirror. And he just keeps asking him, does it look lumpy? And they're like, what are you talking about? And then he reveals that, like, because his, his mother hit him yeah. so hard, it actually he had lumps like, on his head. He had lumps the, on his skull. The uh, the cool thing is uh, or, um, that um, th- this short turn 12 was originally a short film, uh, just like a 20-minute short film. And okay. that, uh, that guy... Um, uh, Lakeith Stanfield, the guy who plays Marcus, is the only actor who was in both. Oh, so cool. he was in the short film, and then when they adapted it into they a, brought lot, him a over. real thing, like he was the only person who went over with this, like kind of more like real actors cast, you know? Right, right. And uh, that, so you know what it's like. The rap song that he sings was actually like heavily um, predicted to be nominated for an Oscar for best song. And, oh. and was very surprised. Like a lot of people were surprised that it didn't get nominated. It should have like been. It, it like they people were saying like, "Oh man, this is definitely like it would at least get a nomination." Right. You know, like it's yeah. like how often? I mean, there's not tons of songs that get nominated every year. You know, it's usually like a select handful that mm-hmm. like are worth even mentioning. So like, why not <laughs> nominate this one as well? You know, right? Because it's right. so powerful, and then it's like. Nope, nope. <laughs> yeah. and that's unfortunate. Yeah, and his like like you said before, man, his character is just so great. I like just so interesting. Like like just just, just like a, a unique character as far as there's a lot of depth to him. Listen yeah. to his this his. Sometimes you come across great IMDb bios, and uh, this guy's IMDb bio is pretty great. This Lakeith Stanfield, uh, Lakeith Lee Stanfield was born in 1991 in San Bernardino, yeah, San Bernardino, California. At a young age, he went to school in Riverside and exhibited behaviors that would foreshadow the eccentric human being he has proven to be. From, <laughs> wow. kiss, from kissing random girls on the elementary schoolyard to vandalizing the apartment complexes he lived in, he would examine snails after a rainy day, jump in cactus cactus bushes, watch The Lion King, Fern, Gullis, Men- Fern Gully, Menace to Society, and Jason's Lyric repeatedly <laughs> in rotation. Wow. What? He soon moved to Victorville. Where, which proved to be so boring that the only stimulating option he had was to run around in the desert, pretending to be in another world, and occasionally using the internet. <laughs> After countless burnt missions from Victorville to L.A., he was discovered, blah, 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 blah. That sounds like that was written by him, actually. Probably. Yeah, that's funny. Though. That is great, though. In, in this, like, he did like an interview um, for uh, Interview Magazine, and <laughs> like... Age in my mind, I'm a thousand, but I'm 22 in years. I've been on this planet. <laughs> That's great. Normally, when when I watch a movie, there's there's always a point where I I find something that I don't like. I I don't I don't think I found that in this film. No, it's pretty tight. Yeah, it's very tight, and it's just there. There's no character that's not needed. Uh, there's no scene that I would cut. Like yeah. every, everything is just uh, you know beat for beat. It's really well made. It's really well done. There's a couple moments that really touches upon like it's almost suspenseful in a way like 
you think something even worse is going to happen than right. what actually does. Um, one moment that I'm thinking of is when, towards the very climax of the film, when Grace, Brie Larson's character, goes into the, the home of the girl that she found out was being abused, yeah. uh, Jaden, uh, the girl that she kind of sort of befriends heavily in the movie. She goes into the house, right. finds a baseball, baseball bat, bat yep. and stands over her sleeping father yep. for like a couple seconds before Jaden just comes in the room and is like, really? Yeah, <laughs> reaction's like, so no. nonchalant. Yeah, she goes, that's, like, a extreme, that's a little extreme, don't you think? Don't you think? <laughs> but for those few seconds, I'm just like, don't do this. What yeah, the what? hell are oh, yeah. you doing? Right. I, I That whole scene was just me going like, I don't want to be here in this scene. Because at mm-hmm. first I'm like, she's going to walk in and he's going to be like abusing her. Yeah. Or something. I don't, I don't want... I don't, oh, or he's yeah, just yeah. going to be there and she's going to start yelling at now, him. Now again, it, like as we mentioned, if this was a Danish film, that's what would have That's happened. exactly yeah. what would have this happened. This would have been so much darker. So dark. Danish um, so like, yeah, she's walking in the house and I'm thinking, she's going to walk in and and they're, he's, he's going to be right. hurting her and like, I don't want to be here. for I don't want to see this. Yeah. Um, and then it's just him sleeping and I'm like oh thank god and then she's standing I'm like no, I still don't want to be here <laughs> wait like, wait what go. are you doing you need to leave <laughs> and then they go outside and start wailing on his car and I'm just waiting for the dude to wake up yeah I'm right. waiting for gunshots yeah. or like a siren or something and like no, because that's tense very, yeah. no very music tense. or anything and she just starts wailing on his his w- windshield yeah yeah um like I, it was it was definitely like um like you know, like tense, but it it also is like, um, I mean, that's like one of the one of the golden rules in therapy, um, like having a couple friends in the in the field, is that like you are never allowed to treat anyone who has gone is going through what you have struggled with, right? Yeah. Like you can you can treat a- anyone else, but you're never supposed to treat that. So like, you know, like somebody who you know is going to treat for an eating disorder shouldn't have had an right. eating disorder. You can like talk about and and and, and research and do all that kind of stuff, but you right. shouldn't actually treat anybody mm. because you put too much of your own personal thing on it and you see that's exactly what happens yeah. here with Grace is like she immediately is like wants to do all the stuff that she couldn't do for herself. Right. She wants to right. do it for this girl Jane and it's like no 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 like, that's she, not yeah. a terrible idea. You yeah. can't do that. Right. <laughs> yeah, there's a, even a moment. I mean she finds out that this girl's being abused when uh, Jaden comes to her and reads her like a right. story that oh she Oh, God, had written. that story. Oh, and that fucking story. Yeah. <laughs> that story, it, that, again, that was another scene where I'm like, this is, this is hard. The, yeah. the story itself, this, is a spe- this especially hits hard because there's a friend of the show, who will obviously go unnamed, that, that kind of went through a similar situation recently where a kid came to them and yeah. read something. And, you know, I've obviously never been through a situation, but, like, while that was happening, that was the first thing that, like, came to my mind. I was like, oh, sitting there and listening to that is just like, oh, because you know what she's saying. You know what she's saying. Um, Like, the character basically, like, not basically, she wrote a children's story that when you're reading, you're like, oh, oh, your your home life is just the worst, like all, right. like just your terrible. father is a monster. Your father is a terrible, terrible human being, um, and this is the only way you have to express it. Oh god! But then, a little bit, you, you, 
that you almost come into doubt that well maybe Jaden isn't really being that abused right, or right. maybe it was about something else just because uh, Brie Larson's character is so involved with this her stuff with her own dad right. that you wonder if she's projecting right mm-hmm. yeah but then yeah. but then fortunately you know it turns out that she was right yeah um and and got her out of there yeah but and and again the movie for for, for as dark as it gets I never felt like hope like like the hopelessness like right. it, 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 up until the very end and I was I was waiting I was waiting after watching the <laughs> the hunt I was right. waiting for it and at the very end I'm like okay this is what this is how I wanted it to end right, right? Yeah. of just like yeah the struggle's not over but there's a light at the end of the tunnel for these kids yeah, yeah and if you're gonna do a, a a film like about this you don't want it to end dark like, no dark because no. Then that's like just gonna make anybody. Who happens to see it like, well, then what's the point? Well, you, yeah, exactly. I mean, you can if you like. Right, if you want to be horrible. If yeah. you're Danish. <laughs> yeah, if you're Danish. If you're just like, no, this is really how it should be. We should be making <laughs> everyone no feel hope. awful to be alive. There is no happiness. <laughs> um, one of my favorite feel-good scenes in the movie, because um, Mason's character, uh, Mason, keeps talking about like his his Hispanic heritage and how he can... You know, make these. He loves like making Hispanic dishes, and he yeah. like alludes to the fact that he's like Hispanic. And you're really confused because you're like, he, he doesn't look it. You're not. Hispa- <laughs> you're really white, bro. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then you know, a good way through the film, he goes to his step parents. Like, well, not step. And, uh, uh, look at, adopted like, adopted parents. parents adopt- yeah. yeah, sorry, adopted parents. Uh, Anniversary, anniversary. Yeah. and they're you know a Hispanic couple who's a they've a, they adopted like sixteen yeah kids. like a lot of kids <laughs> and it's so like awesome because it's just like it's the prototypical like American melting pot in one family that they yeah. like made for themselves and in, in other movies it'd be cheesy but it's really touching oh yeah it's in, really in touching one. in this yeah so. exactly and I think that that, that kind of sums up the majority of this film is the, there there are there are scenes in this film that in other movies would be like cheesy overdone. and overdone yeah. but in this it's just it's just right mm-hmm. yeah it just done well yep so. definitely well let's uh let's put a rating on this all right who's gonna i give it an 11 out of short term 12 <laughs> all right <laughs> I well it. i knew that was coming <laughs> Did nicely it. done swish nicely done uh and boom goes the i give it a uh 19 out of 20 days it took to film it nice swish. nice and only filmed it in 20 days wow, wow. really 20 yes. days that's yeah, that's, that's it damn that's like instant. You guys took all the good ones. I don't know. <laughs> I thought about pulling a Parker and just go, I'm going to give it short. That's cool. Term. Brie Larson and John Gallagher Jr. Uh, auditioned through Skype. <laughs> That's kind of nice. Because, I mean, nice. like this was such a low-budget film that they're right. not flying people out for auditions. Right, and right. Such. I'm sure that happens more and more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So. Uh, this is on Netflix. It will be on Netflix for some time because it just got added recently. Yeah, yeah. it's so, fairly recent. That's that's why we decided to do this instead of a shotgun. Yep. Yeah, because originally this was requested as a shotgun, but, uh, but yeah, since it's on just, there, we sh- everybody should watch it. Yes, it is really, really phenomenal. So check that out. Uh, so that uh, that about wraps it up here for us on another uh, critic. Uh, our next movie is. Um, Godzilla, isn't it? Godzilla. Godzilla. It? Yeah, Godzilla. Um, Godzilla. Yep, the nineteen fifty six classic. In nineteen fifty four. We awakened something. So I just like I like that like 
now all the time it's just oh uh we need somebody to yell and be and sound like desperate and sad it's like oh just cast what's his name from breaking bad like just cast him. Oh, Brian Cranston. Brian, just kind of Brian. Yeah, just get Brian Cranston. Just like you are not fooling. It's always this you yell. So distinct. are not fooling and it's anyone. Like, it's sort of desperate and sort of sad, and it's just yeah. like yeah. Na- like there was so much the last season of Breaking Bad was just him yelling. He does and, and in a desperate like, way. Desperation, <laughs> desperation, well. intensity, and sadness yes. all in like one emotion. <laughs> yes, yeah. He, has he does it very well. Brian Cranston emotion that <laughs> the, the, the Brian well, Cranston emotion. It, yeah, I feel very Cranston-y right now. <laughs> I can't wait oh, for that. Great, yeah. Well, we're doing that next week. Uh, so, as always, want to remind everybody to check us out on Facebook. Uh, if you have a suggestion for a shotgun review, please, that's the place to put it. Uh, put it up there. We will put it on the list, and we will get to it as soon as we can. I will say, as always, if it's uh, on Netflix, we'll get to it a lot faster. Uh, if I have to borrow... Or if it's really good. Or if it's just yeah, <laughs> really good. But, um, yeah, if, if I have to borrow a disc from somebody, it's going to take a while. It's going to take a while. So... <laughs> Um, as always, I want to thank uh, Bobby Roberts for the use of our theme song off the Geek Remixed albums. Dang you it. Get them. Yep. No, go ahead, Parker. Dang it, got, Bobby. <laughs> you can get them at geekremix.com <laughs> for free. <laughs> DJ Bobby Roberts. <laughs> nice. Nice. Good. Bobby, Beautiful. Bobby. I, th- I think we have a new theme song now. We, we can stop thanking him. <laughs> we have that. Yeah, now. when are we just going to get an original song of our own that we, we can stop thanking Bobby Roberts? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, He's got enough just, thanks. It'll just be saying his name, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. DJ Bobby Roberts. DJ Bobby Roberts. Still going. All right, well, until next time, I'm Chris Klump. I'm DJ Matt Schaefer. And uh, only until next time am I Parker. Once next time comes, all bets are off. (laughs) Parker, your hair is white. I am no longer Parker the Gray. I am Parker the White. Now I'm Sephiroth. Now I'm Sephiroth. (laughs) (laughs) We'll, We'll see you next time. (laughs) 